Saints win, Saints win, Saints win. Not New Orleans, the heavenly saints. We come back to Revelation chapter 12. We're going to pick up with verse 7, go to the end of the chapter. Revelation chapter 12, starting with verse 7. Now war arose in heaven. Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they loved not their lives even unto death." Therefore, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. And when the dragon saw that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. But the woman was given the two wings of a great eagle so that she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness to the place where she is to be nourished for a time and times and a half time. The serpent poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman to sweep her away with a flood. But the earth came to help to the help of the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river that the dragon had poured from his mouth. Then the dragon became furious with the woman and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring, on those who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. And he stood on the sand of the sea. God bless this reading and perceiving of his holy word. Amen. In verses 7 through 10, we're seeing both a look back at an ancient historical event and a look forward to a future event. John being on the island of Patmos in exile and with Jesus revealing to him what was, what is, and what is to come, he is seeing at this in this instance both something from long ago and something that will happen later. And so initially what he's looking at is the historic event that happened before Adam even fell in which Lucifer, the most powerful and beautiful of God's creation, led a rebellion in heaven. He wanted God's glory. He, he wanted God's glory for himself. And in that rebellion, a third of the angels were drawn away by the deceiver who's known as Satan and Lucifer and the devil to, to fight in a battle which was lost to them, and they were cast out of heaven. But it's also apparent from Scripture that for whatever reason, Satan continued to have access 
to heaven, to, to come. And by heaven, we're not talking about the sky. We're talking about where God is. Satan continued to have access. We, we know that, for instance, that he, he spoke to God about Job, and, and God said, Job, Satan, where have you been? And he talked about going to and fro throughout the earth, and he says, have you considered my servant Job? And, and we know all about that. So uh, Satan has been defeated and is cast out, but he still has access to God, and he's the accuser of the brethren. He's a, he's constantly prosecutor, so to speak, accusing us all who are in Christ before God. But now John is seeing an event that will take place in the future, and it's still future to us. There will be a time when when Satan will no longer have access to come before God and to be the accuser. He will no longer be able to come into the throne room as he does today and make accusations against us. And this will be when, when Jesus comes back to claim his throne, which we saw back in chapter 11 of Revelation. So we're looking here at both a past and a future event, and we're looking at a great war where the, where the archangel Michael uh, accomplishes a victory over Satan and, and his angels. And this is, so that's why I title this message, Saints Win, Saints Win, Saints Win. No, not, not with Drew Brees, but with the Archangel Michael and the other angels who defeat the ancient serpent called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. And speaking, when we get to verse 11, he's talking about uh, the Christians, those who have been martyred and, and those who are still alive, conquering Satan uh, in their lives by what? By the blood of the Lamb. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, and by the word of their testimony. And what is the word of their testimony? It is the gospel. It is the good news that Jesus Christ came as fully man and fully God and lived a perfect life and and died in my place, in your place, and rose from the grave, rose from the dead, uh, appeared to many people and then ascended to heaven and is coming back. And by the blood of Christ and the truth of that wonderful gospel message, they've conquered uh, the, the enemy. We've conquered the enemy. It says, Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. This is, this is a, a thing for us to rejoice about, that Jesus Christ has defeated the enemy, we're we're in a a war that that has already been won by Jesus, but they're continuing skirmishes. But we can rejoice because we know how this comes out, and we know that that He is conquered by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. So those who are on earth but have a place in the heavens spiritually and those who have been martyred uh, and those who are in heaven uh, rejoice because he has been defeated. 
But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath, and he knows that his time is short. Satan knows that he's lost. But remember we talked yesterday about the fact that that Israel, and Israel is the mother in this, this story, the woman who's given birth, and we, we know that, that Israel... Uh, that Jesus won't come back until Israel cries out, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And so if he can wipe Israel out, Christ can't return. So he focuses on Israel. And, and we talked yesterday about how that's been true since the beginning. Israel, this little tiny nation, has been the subject of so many attacks and anti-Semitism has always existed and how Satan continues to attack and uses the he used the Nazis in World War II, and he uses other people in other countries around Israel to constantly attack because this is a we're living in a fallen world, and he's the prince. Satan is the prince of the air in this world, but that's about to come to an end, and he knows that his time is short. He knows that his time is limited, but as long as he can keep attacking Israel and keeping her from uh, recognizing blessed is he who comes, he meaning Jesus, in the name of the Lord, then he can continue to do his nastiness, his lying, his deceiving, his killing and stealing and destroying. And so he's angry. He's is a great wrath. I mean, we're talking about a nasty a nasty enemy. Don't underestimate the reality and the power of Satan. And it says, starting in verse 13, And when the dragon saw that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. That is, he pursued Israel. He's attacking Israel, like we just said and like we've been saying. But the woman was given two wings of the great eagle so that she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness to the place where she is to be nourished for a time and times and a half a time. There it's referring to a period of three, three and a half years, 42 months or 1260 days. If we reflect back to the chart that I mentioned to you that I've posted uh that's the first half of the tribulation. That's the, the first three and a half years, the first 1260 days where, where Satan has made a, a pact, a, a peace treaty with Israel. It's a false peace treaty and one he never intends to keep. But for those three and a half years, they are protected. And so that's what we're talking about here when we're talking about time and times and a half time where she is to be nourished. We see here in the verse 12 that we just covered a reference to the third woe, uh, the, the Trump seventh trumpet sounding, which introduces the final seven bowl judgments. The bowl judgments appear to happen rapidly in the last little part of the tribulation, the the second half of the tribulation, and at the very end of that. So Satan knows that, that time is short, and he becomes furious in his attack, and he's going to destroy Israel 
if he's going to remain on earth, that's the only way that he can. And, and again, Satan knows that Jesus won't return until Israel calls out, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So Satan continues to be after Israel. So who is this that's in the wilderness and protected? Well, my understanding of that, it's not all of the Jewish nation, but it is the 144,000 who are sealed with God's seal and are protected during this first half of the tribulation. They are the ones who begin to evangelize on behalf of God because the church has been raptured. The church is gone. And many come to Christ during the tribulation and the evangelistic arm that God uses are these 144,000 Jews with the seal of God on them. The flood that he speaks of is, is not, as I understand it, referring to actual water, but it's it's all of Satan's uh, troops, if you will, his his minions coming after those. And then finally, it appears that Satan, realizing the problems, he's, he's frustrated with uh, pursuing the group of Jews in the wilderness that he can't get to because they're protected. And he'll turn on the other Jews who weren't able to reach the safety of the wilderness. John identifies those who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. So these are ones who have been faithful to the truth revealed by Jesus that Satan now comes after. So we thank you, God, for your living word. We pray that our hearts and our lives may be transformed by your word and that we would no longer be conformed to this world, but we would give glory and honor to you, O Lord our God. Amen. God bless you and keep you, and Lord willing, when we come back, we'll start looking at chapter 13 of Revelation.